Oh, hey, what's this? Who's joined? Who is this? Hey, hey uh, Mark, happy birthday. Uh, I'd like to introduce Jed Shepard, co-writer of the film Host. Get the fuck out of here. Um, I think that might be my horror fetish, in fact. My favorite genre of horror movie is Boats. Oh, I found a feather in my garden today. Must have been an angel. I almost punched a little kid at Kamikaze who was dressed as a zombie because it scared the shit out of me. Corey, movies are too goddamn long, right? One hour and 28 minutes is a perfect movie. This is, this is it. This is for me. Now I'm alive, though. This is, I'm, I'm fucking in. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, I hear you fine. Good. Oh, nice. Oh, holy shit. Hey, Jen, all right, buddy? Yeah, good, man. How are you? Really well. God damn. Great to see you. How's it? Yeah, you too. <laughs> I got invited onto this, uh, onto the Zoom to say hello. <laughs> um, <laughs> of all the Zooms in all the world you could have walked into, you picked this one. <laughs> really, really great to see you. Um, how you been? No worries. The rest of us have had like the shittest year literally ever. I guess it's been an interesting one for you, yes? Yeah, it's it's been good. It's been pretty good. Um, I think, yeah, out of all my friends, I probably had the the best one. Besides mm-hmm. my friends who made who made host, that is. Um <laughs> but yeah, no, it's 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 been a bit of a roller coaster. So and it's still really surreal as well. Really surreal. Am I right in saying that the host is just landed in UK cinemas, is that correct? Yeah, we had a we had a, a, a like a, a few days run before Halloween, a couple uh-huh. of pop ups here and there, Prince Charles Cinema and BFI. But yeah. yeah, now it's properly in the uh UK cinemas and then international cinemas over the next few weeks or so. Incredible. Listen, I mean for those listening who uh, you know, if, if you're one of the three people left in the world who, who's unaware of host host was you know by any measure the absolute horror breakout of 2020 um uh look i'm going to talk about it as though you're not here for a second if you don't mind the the experience of watching host and uh, this is the way i've described it to several of my friends it's 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 a wonderful thing when you're watching a movie and even as you're watching it you know that it's a classic you know that you've got a classic in front of you at the fucking time um it's it's a deeply thrilling experience, Jed. So so top work. Couple of things I'd, I'd love to ask. Um, so the experience of watching host by you know by its nature in twenty twenty, it's it's quite a solitary thing. Everyone's watching it at home. Yes, everyone's watching it on on their own screens in their living rooms. How does that experience of watching that format? And again, for those who don't know, host takes place entirely on a Zoom call. Okay, it's it's. It does. I, I'm going to coin this. It's Zoom Core, Jed. You've invented Zoom Core, my friend. Zoom Core. Zoom Core. It's very Zoom Core. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> um, so yeah, by by its nature, it's something that you'd watch in in your home. What's the experience yeah. like? How does it translate uh, to the cinema? How does it translate in in a more communal environment? Do you know? It's it's just different. It's um. I thought it would be the. I thought it would be weird and, and not as effective, but it really it just makes it different. Um, mm-hmm. Mostly because you're so used to seeing that kind of format on your computer or on your TV sure. at the maximum, but seeing it on the big screen, it just it just puts a it just makes it really weird. In fact, but also the great thing <laughs> is because everything's so big, um, you get to see things in the background. You can concentrate on each of the girls. Uh, zoom uh, screens, mm-hmm. um, so you're, it's almost like you're watching like 
five, six films at once, and you can actually see the detail. Because there's a lot of things that people didn't really notice when it was when they just watch on Shudder or online. Um, mm-hmm. But in the cinema, it, you can notice it very, like really well. Things just like. Um, uh, when you see Alan's legs in the background, where Regina's just walking around, most people yeah. miss that on Shudder, but in the cinema, it's massive. You can't miss it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, how did uh, it's it's a film that uh, it's it, there's so much humour going on in that film, right? Yeah. And can I ask how well did the cast know each other before before host? Are you all are you all kind of do you all go back? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah, um, so, so we're all, we've all been friends for ages. We've mm-hmm. um, 2015, 16. We made a film called Dawn of the Death, and, okay. which Rob directed uh, and me and him wrote, and it stars Redina, Caroline, and Haley. So mm-hmm. that's where that's when I met them, and then there was um, uh, Emma and Gemma. Uh, we've known for a few years as well. I cast them both in a f- in a film that I did uh, a couple of years back um and yeah but Gemma had known the other girls from 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 drama school as well so they'd been friends for years and years and years mm-hmm. um so yeah so and we just at the start of lockdown we I made a whatsapp group called the quarantine movie club and basically just um we watched films every single day and uh-huh. yeah we just transgressed to um uh, making a film Mm-hmm. That, that was it really and we just used the same people our friends the reason i ask is because the the authenticity of the relationships just grabs you right from the start you know the interplay between those four little screens yeah uh it it it's what sells the film you really get the impression that these are four you know gal pals who've fucked up bad and and the, you yeah. know they're really doing their best to carry each other through it um what about the, there's there's lots of really really nice subtle little detail right something that absolutely had me just gasping was that little elbow touch man the quarantined elbow touch <laughs> yeah. towards the end yeah it's just, just so yeah. quick and so subtle that wasn't the, that wasn't actually in the original uh kind of script we did um we wanted them to like hug basically but because of mm-hmm. we're, we're filming it in real life lockdown you can't do that so that was just like a just a thing that happened like on the set, even though okay. the it looks like Gemma and Haley are in the but you never actually see Gemma and Haley together. That's actually uh Haley's boyfriend who's who's wow. who's pretending to be Gemma there. Well, and well, for, well, well, and it's well. the whole end sequence. Um that's just Gemma's boyfriend. Superb. <laughs> Sorry, uh, um Haley's boyfriend, Kieran. Yeah, and all all I wanted to ask were like craft questions. Yeah, uh, go for it. Because I'm so in on this. But I have to say for the listeners, um there was no edit. Uh, Mark went from I am surprised it's my birthday look it's the writer of one of I my am... favourite films did you say that oh nice oh, happy birthday by the way. to consummate professional like <laughs> let me just you know interview like and I, I have no idea how Mark did that, this that was a quick but switch I, I, I just have to call it out no that that's very professional this is very intense Jack. <laughs> well, that's really cool <laughs> Um, um, a couple of things, I, I, if, if you've got time. I mean, apart Loads of time. So, uh, host Unfriended is is one of the other kind of more notable kind of films that takes place on a screen. What was the pitch? Did, did you pitch to Shudder, or was it something that you that you had bubbling away before Shudder got involved? How did that work? Um, so, no, we only came up with it in lockdown. Um, mm-hmm. So, Rob did a... We'd, we'd been bored of, um, basically 
watching films every day with with our friends. So we uh, so Rob called me up and said, "I want to do a prank on on our friends on mm-hmm. Zoom." And I was like, mm. okay, cool, show me it. So he showed it to me, and I was like, Rob, they're not going to fall for this. It, 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 and at that stage, it was a bit tacky. What he wants to do was go up into his attic, pretend there's a zombie in there, fall down the ladder and, and die. And I was like, <laughs> they're not going to fall for that. And it was shoddy. And then, so he practiced on me a couple of times and practiced on his girlfriend as well um, until it, he, he got it good. And then we invited everyone onto Zoom, and for some reason, like no one wants to go into, onto Zoom that day. And I was like, "No, no honestly, come onto this Zoom; it'll be really, really cool." And it was almost like a, a last-minute thing to record it, and so we got them all on. And I was, and Gemma was. Gemma already told me she's busy; she can't go on; she's got work to do. And I was like, Gemma, just come for a second. Everyone's asking for you, so I had to ask her six times to come on. Um, <laughs> and eventually, she lucky she did. She came on and uh, did the trick. They fell for it. They started like panicking and uh i sent rob the footage because i just recorded just like we're doing now he cut it into a two minute thing stuck it online and then that little weird um prank blew up um and got everywhere around the internet got 17 million views in two days um which we've never had before because we just made short films that hardly anyone's seen um and then if you get that much attention then people come calling and of course we got everyone was just asking us okay that was a cool little short film like obviously you've got a, a full feature in mind, and to us that mm-hmm. wasn't a short film. That was a stupid prank video. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't a film. Mm-hmm. So Rob was like, "Jed, do you have any anything?" Because usually when someone has interest in something, like Rob asks me, I'm like the ideas guy. So I was like, "I don't have anything based on this, but like leave it with me and I'll figure it out." Um, and then in the early hours of the morning, I just texted him uh, two words, which was Zoom seance. And literally that, that was it. I, I, fell as, I fell asleep. I fell asleep. And it was like, it was like 4.24 in the morning, I text that. And I woke up about like 9.15 and Rob was just, he, he'd done like an essay of like, how are we going to do this? Um, wow. And he, so he pitched it around uh, to, to everyone because everyone wanted it. Well, loads and uh-huh. loads of big streaming networks and stuff. But Shadow were the only ones who would wanted to do it now, because um, we were like, we, we want to do it now, we want to release it now, mm. Mm. and Shadow were just like, okay, cool, here's the money, um, and then we had to make it once we had the money. So it was such a fast turnaround, and then we had to like get the the girls back on Zoom, and this was about mm-hmm. a week after the Zoom prank went online. We were like, oh, we're like we've. They gave us money to make this into a feature film, and they were like, "What?" <laughs> like within the what? space of a week, within the space of a week of that yeah. first clip going online. Yeah, yeah, that is um, insane. And then we were like, "Okay," and it needs to be out in 12, 12 weeks. That was it. Um, <laughs> so, so that's what we did. We just and no one had done anything like this before in lockdown with mm. all of these rules and regulations. We weren't allowed to be near each other, and we had loads and loads of stunts we wanted to do. Yeah, so me and Rob just wrote down a list of cool, cool stuff and cool ways to kill our friends, yeah. and on Zoom, uh, and also um, we had to ask Zoom for permission to use uh, that assets as well. Because if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't have a film. Because oh, okay, how were they? What were they like to deal with? Were they quite precious about about their? No, their they're straight. IP? We said we're going to kill people on Zoom for a film. They were like, yeah, cool, and they sent us all the assets, <laughs> all the little logos and things that you see here. So they were really, really cool, um, and. And yeah, we we just made it. We delivered it two days. So it dropped on the 30th of July and we only mm. delivered it on the 28th of July, not knowing what we had because we were still like tweaking it, 
and sorting they like they got me to, to sort out a sound issue that's and like obviously that's not my job but like <laughs> i i spent like 12 hours like fixing this audio from like emma's messed up some audio or something and um and yeah and like so the day, day before it dropped we did a cast and crew screen on zoom and it's the first time we properly watched it and i was like oh yep. wow this is like really good and um <laughs> yeah then they dropped the next day and then literally from day one it just it absolutely blew up across the internet and i guess it turned shudder from like a, a niche streaming service into yeah a, a big one and um they got their millionth kind of customer or subscriber which it was uh, awesome. yeah so i mean one of it was it, trust me when i say it was genuinely thrilling watching the 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 word of mouth and the buzz around it growing lit hour by hour by hour you know you would start just seeing exactly your tweet yeah, yeah 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 and across and, the world uh, as well exactly it, just as, as different kind of time zones woke up you know the it just spread and spread and spread it yeah. was it was lovely to feel part of of discovering something it was, there was something communal about it in the yeah. twitter kind of community and that's the thing it was really organic because obviously shut didn't didn't know what we had mm. um we didn't know what we had we didn't have a poster we didn't have a trailer because we, we wow. was we were, we were so low-key and we had such low expectations um and then literally it was word of mouth it was everywhere going you need to watch this film it's like and then like i think it was day one that dread central said it is the scariest film mm. of the decade of the last decade and i think the day after um it was either it was either um time magazine or someone like that said it was the um as a, the most important horror movie since the blair witch project and and honestly we were just like what what is going on right now and yeah. to be honest and that was like three three months ago three and a half months ago and mm-hmm. it hasn't stopped every day like yet yesterday um it, like russell kane the comedian he's been tweeting like <laughs> mad about it and on yeah i, I saw like, this I saw that's this. mad um but it's like every day it's someone new like it's, it's crazy um and we're still getting like on tv and mm-hmm. on the bbc like a couple of days ago and um yeah it's 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 mad <laughs> Really there's, there's a there's a, a quote from Stephen King, right? That I that I go back to occasionally. That goes, uh, "There's, I think it's Stephen King. It might be somebody else." Who he, he loved it, by the way. Know. He he sent us an email saying he loved it, and I'm like, like well, I think why, you... why, why don't you say that on Twitter? Don't don't tell us. <laughs> yeah. say I think Twitter. you might have just answered my next question. But oh, okay. That quote is there's there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah someone yeah. someone was going to make that film. Yeah. Someone was going to make that quarantine lockdown film, and. Mm-hmm. You know, just thank fuck that it was you guys because you I know, know right? you've, you've <laughs> set that bar, man. But the the question that I think you've answered is: Was there any one particular endorsement? Was there any one particular tweet that really blew your mind? What's the one that you kind of thought, "Oh my fuck, what have we there's, done here?" There's been a few because, like, I'm a big fan of of, of Ghost Watch, the, um, the yeah yeah the nineties sure. British fan footage uh-huh. thing the BBC did. And that was one of the big influences for for host. So when the writer of Ghostwatch, uh, Stephen Volk, came out and said, like, this is the new Ghostwatch, like on Twitter, he Mm. said it to me in DMs before, and I was like, oh, it'd be great if he said this on the actual (laughs) timeline. And then he did, and I was just like, yes. Uh, Stephen King's son said it on, like, um, Joe Hill's been getting on about it. Uh Who else? Mike Flanagan. Like, literally, literally everyone besides Stephen King on Twitter, uh, mm-hmm. he just did it like personally to Rob, um, but yeah, it's just it's just every everyone to be honest. Like, every, do you know? I think, the... Go on, sorry, mate. And I was going to say, like, it, it's it's less about the celebrities, and it? it's more about 
the the general population saying it and like not not horror fans people who sure. who are saying i don't watch horror but i watched your film and i loved it it's just like mm-hmm. job done excellent yeah no the, the ghost watch comparison really stands up because i mean you know the reason or one of the reasons that ghost watch hit as big as it did was because you know it it it, it played it completely straight there was no kind yeah. of it didn't trail that it was fiction it didn't trail that it was a ghost story and yeah. i think you could plonk someone down in front of host who <laughs> didn't know what was coming and they would buy it you know yeah. it, it's it's completely uh you know immersive it doesn't play its hand then until maybe a third in when things start start going south so yeah, yeah the the ghost watch influence is is uh is there in spades yeah. um Talk to me, how did the relationship with Shudder change as it caught fire, as the tweet started rolling in, as the word of mouth started to spread? That's actually the first time someone's asked that question, which is it's, and no. it's a good question as well. Um, so, obviously, they were, like, happy like us. They're like, wow, everyone's talking about this. This is crazy. And, yeah. I, and then I, I think both of us, Shudder and our team, didn't really know what to do next. We were just like... Oh, okay. Well, maybe we should get a poster out and and, and a trailer. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was fun because, like, maybe yeah, it was the week afterwards. We had like a cast and crew picnic in Greenwich Park, and and Emily from Shudder came along, and we were just like, "Holy fuck! Like, what is going on? This is crazy!" Mm-hmm. And we only thought we generally thought it would last a week maximum as well. So we thought, "Oh wow, <laughs> okay, cool." And they they have never had a film this big before. Um, yeah, it's by far their most watched film of all time um mm-hmm. and he, there's been loads of articles about how where the reason for it which, which is really cool but they've got lots of good stuff on there so people probably went on to watch host but then watch other come things. for host and stay yeah. for the classics yeah, exactly yeah. so we, we, and it's really good because I, I love shudder i was i was a subscriber from day one um but i guess what how it changes they realized they had something big on their hands and therefore things happen like sorting out a cinema release because it's very very rare something is premiered on a streaming service and then it hits the cinema especially for a horror movie it just doesn't happen but um because of the hype people wanted to see on the big screen so um the the bfi and prince charles cinema they were reopening after the first lockdown and they wanted to to come out of the gates with with something big and a british film so both of them were like can we use your film as the the comeback film, and we were like, yep. Tenet Schmenet, mate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It was host. Um, and then we had a, and then, so it was that relationship, get, getting it into cinemas. So they signed us up with an in, uh, an international sales team who was, who sold the film to all, all every country in the world, basically, to be shown theatrically. We've got a Blu-ray and DVD and special Blu-ray coming out. There's merch coming mm-hmm. out. So yeah, so it's it's a real symbiotic um, relationship, and obviously, mm. even after week one, they they were like, okay, what's next? We want to do something next. Oh really? Of course, like <laughs> of course. Um, but we, we we myself and Rob, we we almost have too many things. Our dance card is is really really full, so yeah, we can't can quite commit to anything to them yeah i I want to i'm definitely going to do something with with shudder again uh, at some point Uh um but yeah i don't don't know when that will be but no it's been good they're they're amazing (laughs) uh they're they're, they're a good bunch to work for yes they're a good outfit amazing but honestly the best people who work there are so knowledgeable and and just so nice and so switched on um so it's been really good to see them grow 
with us as well. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Superb. Um, who was it, again, who made the comparison between Host and Blair Witch? Who was it who said that? Um, it was. It might, it might be bloody disgusting, but pretty much every everyone's compared us. There's, again, that's super insightful. I mean, they're both two films where the format is is uh, you know as 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 much a part of the experience as anything else and i think back yeah. to when i watched blair witch first um and i saw it on a kind of a third gen vhs knockoff perfect uh i think it had kind of korean subs uh <laughs> you, you know and and on a on a really really small tv in my flat and we were literally squinting at the fucking screen and it devastated me right it absolutely ruined me that film and uh, you know the 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 circumstances and the format and the time for host are just as important to the overall experience. I think everyone is kind of uh, off their game because of the pandemic. Nobody really knows what the fuck is going on. And then all of a sudden there's this film which wrong foots people. How much of the, the, the kind of how much of 2020 went into writing it? How much of that, that kind of pandemic paranoia went into writing it? Well, we, a lot of people would have thought that the pandemic is a limitation, but we saw it as a positive because it's the mm-hmm. first time in history that all of our friends who work in film, from the producer, the editor, the stunt people, the VFX supervisor, the, the costume lady, were all available at the same time, and all of our friends uh, yeah. who are actors. So we wouldn't have, it wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. And we didn't want to make this a coronavirus movie. We just wanted sure. to make it a movie set now. Um, so you, yeah, you, you, there's a few, there's a few little kind of um, motifs about about what's happening, but we don't get too much of it because we just wanted it to be scary. It's handy because in a lot of found footage movies, people say, why don't they just put down, put down their phone? Why, why don't they switch off the computer? Why don't they go outside? <laughs> yep. And a number, yes, you can't, you can't go outside. We were in lockdown. You can't go outside, um, which which really helped, and mm. um, they. And because this is all set on Zoom, and they didn't want to be alone, you can't really turn off your computer because then you'll, you'll be alone. And I think Zoom is kind of a way that people have communicated with their families and friends over this whole time. So, yeah, it's it's it, it's just perfect for found footage. But but Blair Witch again, it was Blair Witch and the and Ghostwatch was were the two biggest influences for this. And Blair Witch is the, the best found footage movie. But um, sure. I can I can totally see the comparison because. I since the Blair Witch, I have never seen a horror film kind of take over like Host has. I've just never yeah. seen it, and not just in amongst the horror community, every community worldwide. Yeah. Um, completely agree. It's 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 not happened before, and I'm a diehard horror fan. I read every film website, read every film magazine, go on every horror website. Th- there's never been anything like this. It's on 100 percent in Rotten Tomatoes at the moment, and it's been like that since day one. And I'm waiting for the day it's going to drop down. It's got, it will drop down at some point because it can't be at the Paddington yeah, 2 so level. It's sustainable, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, this is the thing I've, I've been wanting to say about the movie because the way you two are talking about it, uh, Jed, in particular, you, you're talking about kind of just how it happened so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And and Mark, you talked about like someone was going to make the pandemic horror yeah. movie. Somebody was going to make the, the isolation horror movie. I think someone who hasn't seen Host can feel like it's a gimmick, mm-hmm. right? Can feel like, oh, I get it. Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, so you, you did on Zoom. Oh, that's cute. Right. And and yet from the first minute, there is so much confidence in this picture. Yes. Um I think getting it in under an hour 
is incredibly oh, confident. What a like, masterstroke! Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there are just some moves here. Mm-hmm. But the, is it the first minute, first minute and a half almost that's just silent? Yeah, mm. ballsy. There's so many small things that are done very quickly, just to say, buckle in. Yeah, yeah it arrived fully formed. It really does to, arrive fully formed. To, to Can I add? Go, oh, sorry, join Jeff. We we literally we me me and Rob because we're the, the biggest horror fans. People think we're like, this is like an overnight success. It's not. You you guys have only just found us overnight. We've we've been yeah, yeah, like, yeah. we've been banging right. out these horror cl- mini classics for for like five <laughs> years now, and people were just waiting for the time that we got to make a feature. Um, so we had. All of these cool things, like ready, we were just like, someone just needs to give us the money to make something, and we'll we'll show yeah. them. Um, and it's just so great that we got to do it with our friends as well. But no, but you are right. Like um, we have certain. Well, personally, I have certain formula for, for horror uh, to make ho- the the best kind of horrors. And this is from years and years and years of studying frame by frame horror movies, mm. especially found footage movies. And it's a mathematical, it's an equation. <laughs> and as long as you, you put in all of the elements, you're going to get the greatest kind of set of sequences you possibly can. Um, so even though it was very quick, the fact that me and, me and Rob, just encyclopedias of horror, we just put all all into And then we added uh, Gemma Hurley, who's the other writer, and she added, she added some heart to it because... Um, if you leave me and Rob alone, we're just going to give you like massive scares. And I think the heart is probably the last thing that we think of. We'll think of yeah, it. Yeah. It's the last thing. But she made sure it was up front and in the conversation the entire time. So the three of us together, like it, it worked really, really well. And but yeah, and like from the very first minute, as you said, like because we didn't think this would be a big film, we thought this was just a film for our friends. From the very first second, we we put in um, Easter eggs. We put in um, like the the Zoom ID code is thirty one one zero one nine nine two, which is the date that Ghostwatch came out. Um, the password is DMK, which is a reference to my favorite film, which is Night of the Comet. And it, DMK is what you see on the arcade machine at the start of Night of okay. the Comet. It's one of the, the top score. Just stuff like that. We were just like, okay, we're going to just put in everything that we like because no one's going to see this anyway. And, uh, yeah, it kind of worked. You talk about those those big scares, right, which the film is stuffed with. One of the ones that people always mention when I talk to them, and it's 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 my favourite big scares, is the final one, adding that timer, adding the yeah. Zoom shutdown timer at the end. Um, oh, did you, did so you test that? Because it, it just, it does something to you, man. As soon as that ticking clock appears in the last, co- you know, the last moments of the film, yeah. you are on the edge of something's coming. Oh, shit, something's coming. Shit, 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 shit. Tell me, talk to me about how the, the process behind that. Did you test it? Did you, you know, did you dry run it? How did that work? So that and all of the scares and all of the deaths came mm. from a, from maybe a 20 minute conversation with me and Rob. We had, we, we had all of that down in about 20 minutes over Zoom. Because um, we we just had we had like a roller decks of like those those things in our head that we wanted to do, and we knew because it was set on Zoom, we were like, right, let's look at the Zoom features. This this this. If you upgrade, then there's no forty minute thing. We were like, oh, but wouldn't it be cool if? Because yeah, like we, we've all been on calls where someone's like, oh, like it's going to run out, and you got, you're about to yeah. say something important, and it cuts out, and that's quite horrific in, in itself, but. We just thought it would be really funny if if Haley was too cheap to upgrade, and and that's the last th- thing you see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it was all kind of fully it was all fully fully formed, and yeah, and because we'd been using Zoom for about six weeks before we started making it, 
mm-hmm. it was just something that we we'd always seen. So yeah, we just use everything that we 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 were using at the time. Superb. Uh, yeah, like I said, <laughs> I mean, in a, in a in a an absolute uh, without wanting to, I don't want to call it a roller coaster, right? I don't because that's fucking <laughs> a horrible cliche. But it is. You it just is. don't yeah, know yeah. what's coming next. The, the last um, 10, 15 minutes is literally a roller coaster. On the script, we we label that section the freak out. Um, like at <laughs> three, it just goes crazy, and like you you breathe in after the first scare, and we don't we don't give you a chance to breathe out, and and I think that's why people getting really really scared by us. The reaction videos are crazy because we're we're not giving you a, usually in horror films you get a scare and then you've got like oh okay I've got two minutes to rest because mm-hmm. this film's short we were just like bang 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 yeah, up yeah, until yeah, the yeah, end yeah. but we just don't. And it's crazy, it's crazy. And we've got a formula, basically, and we're going to just keep using it. It works. Science the shit out of it. Yeah. I mean, one of my other favourite kind of truisms is that necessity is the mother of invention, right? Mm-hmm. Great things happen when they absolutely have to. I'd love to know what you've all, what, as a crew, what have you learned from that intense kind of period of creation? What what can you carry on? Maybe when the rules have relaxed a little bit, maybe when you're free to meet in person, what practices really fucking work this time that you might keep keep using? Well, the fact... The fact that we, we basically use the Blair Witch template of um, you use actors' real names because mm. then it it's just it takes a layer out of the artifice. And with mm. found footage movies, the, the the less artifice you have and the more reality, the, the more yeah. effective it is. So they use real names, real conversations, real friendships, um, no music. And pe- people they, people think you need music to tell you when to be scared. Like if mm. you watch The Conjuring or you watch any Hollywood horror film, but all the music's out of this. You're just mm. left there with your own head. And I think that's far scarier. Um, mm. But the, the, the main thing that I've kind of realised by this process is how you have the best assets around you, your, your friends and the people that you know who are willing to go further than someone that you you kind of like found. Um and because we've we've been making short films with our friends for like years, we finally made something that like everyone's seen. Because we knew we knew these girls were like amazing. We were just like yeah. they were just all going for auditions, always trying to get that big break. And I'm just glad that we gave them their big break, and it was us. Um, and it's really really cool. They've got lots of cool opportunities um, coming up because of House, and mm. we all have. Mm. But you but you'll actually see what is next quite soon because we're, we're so we got a three picture deal with blumhouse and we're in the process of <laughs> super making, casual you know oh yeah yeah no it's it's really cool um and then so we're making the first film now and it's been shot now and it'll probably be out in like january or something um mm. and yeah you'll see we kind of took some of the elements of host um and we've just applied it to a bigger canvas so it's it's a lot bigger than, than host because it's outside <laughs> yeah um but yeah hopefully people will like it it's it's crazy it's it's absolutely mental i <laughs> cannot wait i can and, and trust me i believe you based on what we've seen over the past few months when you say it's gonna be fucking mad i believe yeah. every word sir there, there's one sequence which is maybe a bit like host is about 10 15 minutes long that is genuinely stuff that nobody has ever done in the uk before it's the scare even like writing it and reading it it's just like this may be too much this may be too much but we're just like oh but like it's it's incredible it's incredible and um yeah i can't i can't wait to see it myself 
Um, something, I'd, something I'd love your take on, having written for... Uh, this comes off the back of the HBO Max news this week with all of Warner Brothers' slate going straight to streaming next year. Yeah. After seeing Host, uh, how it plays in a, in a living room, as well as how it plays in a cinema with, you know, with, with an audience, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the horror experience at home versus the communal experience in a cinema? Do you think one plays to any particular strengths? Do you think one is better than the other? Well... So on, on Friday, it was released, uh, Host was released digitally across all platforms to buy and in the cinema at the same time. So it was a good day and date release, which is what HBO mm-hmm. Max wants to do. Um, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. I, I'm all for giving people the choice to do what they want. If they want to go to a cinema, go to a cinema. If they want to stay at home, let them stay at home. More people will see it this way. So I know cinema mm-hmm. chains are, are scared that people aren't going to go to the cinema, but they will. Mm-hmm. They will go to the cinema if your film is good enough they will go to the cinema. And mm. I'm, I and all my friends are massive cinema goers and I will go mm. to the cinema like five times a week, like, like I, like I normally do. And I will yep. watch every single movie because there's nothing, nothing can beat the cinema experience. It's great at home, but nothing can beat the cinema experience. And these HBO max films, um, Wonder Woman, uh, June matrix four, you need mm-hmm. to see them in the cinema. You can't watch them at home. I unless agree. you've got Completely a agree. massive screen at home. Watch it in the cinema. the 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 experience with the, the communal experience is what makes cinema magic, uh, and you can't replicate that at home. You really can't. Because the, the great thing about cinema is you're there with strangers, and yes. there's already a sense of danger being in the, in the dark with strangers. <laughs> so it's great watching the horror film because because it's just like maybe that person three seats away from me is the killer. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm all for it. I, I like I like things going straight to streaming just because then it means I can recommend something to to like my parents and they're more mm-hmm. likely to watch it than going out mm-hmm. to the cinema. Um, yeah, true. Yeah. Uh, what have been some of? I mean, uh, I, I know this is a massive question, but what have been Sorry? some of the best horror experiences for you in the cinema? What have been? Because I mean, I, I've I've got a few myself that will stay with me to the grave. Just horror experiences where. It just killed, and the entire crowd were just fucking eating out of a movie's hands. What have been some of your best yeah. kind of big screen horror moments? Recently, I think uh, the Ariasta movies, um, Midsommar <sighs> and, and Hereditary, both yep. times I was in that screen, there, there were people walking out. And I think that's great. I, I mm. think that people watching um, a horror movie and being so reviled and having it having such an effect on them is great because yes. cinema should affect you. It shouldn't yes. be pedestrian and, and vanilla. It should either make you like mega happy or, or make you want to walk out. So yep. to me, that's great. They still pay the same money. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So those two, what else? I mean, I'm a big fan of all the James Wan movies. I think, I think the conjuring is really, really well put together, uh, and conjuring two. And I'm looking forward to conjuring three as well. Mm. which I think is going to go straight to HBO Max as yep. well. That was one of the ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of other horror films. Oh, there's one that there's one that came out recently called... Actually, it came out for di- digital this week called The Vigil. Um, and even though it was coming out just today, I actually saw it in the cinema in February. It was briefly in the cinema in February, and I, I caught it. And people are sleeping in that movie, but it's a great film. It's It's a really, really good horror film for 2020. Um, the vigil, and and that's from Blumhouse, and I, I, people might call me biased, but like I, I will call out a bad Blumhouse movie as well. And there's been tons yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. There's been tons of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd also love to know if if you could, if you had the keys to any franchise, if you had the keys to any 
big horror name, what would you tackle? What would you take a run at and why? Who says that I already don't have the keys to a big horror franchise? <laughs> um, but no. So I don't know if you saw, but like there's been articles this week about me doing Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, shit, don't. I've yeah, got a fucking I'm, Freddy Krueger tattoo, buddy. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm a, an Elm Street I'm not, nerd. I'm, I'm not, but like... It's been reported that, that I am, but I, I'm I'm not. Um, I would like to. I would write to Are him, you? and I've got a really good idea for it. Um, Are you? But but no, I, I don't, I don't, <laughs> okay. I'm not. I'm not at all. There are other things that I am linked to, which I can't say yet. But um, and they're mm-hmm. quite big. But like for something that I'm not currently linked to, and that I would like to do, I would like to get involved with Halloween. I know there's been a million reboots and all that stuff, but I think I, <laughs> I think I've got a unique take on on a Halloween film. And it's not people will just say, oh found footage, but I, no, I wouldn't do a found footage. I think it would be an interesting movie, a found footage um Halloween movie. That would be yeah, yeah. interesting. But I have a legit good take on, on Halloween. And I like also like the idea that John Carpenter had where it was Halloween movies were an anthology and it was a different Halloween story yes, every time. Yes, yes, and yes. Pe- and like it's only now that people are respecting Halloween three for what it is. Mm. That's an actual decent film. And I wish they had the nerve to not think about the money and just to think about just making interesting stories set in that mm. universe. I'm gonna be be kind of cool. Um Nightmare Nell Street of course. Just just the big ones. I'm crawling out of my skin because I wanted to to yell that I wanted to say, please do the anthology thing. Yeah, like, exactly. please don't, please don't do Mike Myers part eight, <laughs> uh, which could be great too. But like, yeah. it had so much potential; it could be something else, and that's so exciting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to the new Halloween, but I feel like I've seen those stories. Okay, I can, I can live with the two two more that are coming out, but then after that, mm-hmm. maybe maybe put a cap on it for a few years. <laughs> yeah, it it uh, it's a source of constant kind of bafflement to me that when you know they're they're dusting off Leatherface again Myers is back and and yet we can't get another Elm Street for love nor money it it, you know I I, the last one really messed messed them up that fucked the Uh, dog badly didn't it I mean but I I regularly scream on Twitter about why why on earth can we not get another Elm Street um and obviously I've got a, a take, as does everybody. Um, but I, the, the anthology piece that you mentioned, I think Elm Street is ripe for that. I mean, who who would the, the Dream Demons pick next to be their next kind of avatar on Earth? You know, something like that. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Mm. And there's also, like, Hell, I know there's like a Hellraiser TV show and another Hellraiser movie coming out. Mm. I, I could probably do a, a good Hellraiser film. I'd like to be part of the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. Um I could do Friday. I could do any of those. I'm just, I'm just a fanboy for all those franchises, and I, like with, with ease, I could, I could, I could write something for them. Um, but it's got. I'm, I'm having like because of hosts, mostly because of hosts. I'm having like big meetings about, and I'm in conversations for, for stuff like that. But we'll see mm-hmm. what what happens. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm certain. I speak for literally every horror fan around right now when I say that. Basically, firstly, thanks for host because it fucking owns. Oh, thanks. And <laughs> we cannot wait to see what comes next from you guys. We really can't. Cheers, man. Thank you. Mm. Um, uh, uh, Jason, anything you want to add? Happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> yeah, happy birthday, Mark. <laughs> Thank you very Have much indeed. 
this, 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 uh, I won't forget this one in a hurry. Um, <laughs> Judd Shepard, colossal thanks for you finding some time to join us here on Jack of All Graves. Uh, and yeah, once again, all the very best. Yeah, cheers to you. I've, I've, um, I've, uh, I've recorded the audio for you guys, so I'll, I'll send it on afterwards. Thank you so much. No worries. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Take care. Bye, bye. Bye. <sighs> what the fuck, Jason? <laughs> uh, yeah, folks, you've been watching Jack of All Graves. Uh, you've been watching, but you've been listening to Jack of All Graves uh, with myself, Mark Lewis, Jason Helms, and Jed Shepard, co-writer of the year's breakout horror fucking sensation host. Um, I hope you enjoyed the conversation. I hope you enjoyed the insight. What did you, I mean, what what were your takeaways from that conversation? I absolutely, hey, fucking hell, tantalizing shit about what he's got himself into. I, I could see in his eyes the six months ago, I yep. was a horror fan. Yep. Right? And we were making movies, right? We were making short films and we liked them and they're good, mm-hmm. but no one knew who I was. And now this week, my name is getting tossed around with yep. Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. And I could see him wanting to say more. And like yeah. me trying to like I wanna I wanna pull, but mm. also I don't want to do that to you. Yeah, because same, I don't same, want someone same. to do that to me if I were suddenly mm-hmm. in the spotlight. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I wanna let you you dictate what you wanna do. I loved uh I love that the guy is is very conscious of what they've done. He's very conscious of, of what they've created and is very confident about their own fucking abilities, you know? Yeah. Um, because yep. past a certain point, you can drop the fucking coy, oh, we made a little film. You can drop all that bullshit past a certain point. And what he has done is a bona fide, uh, you know, like I said, as you were watching it, you know that welcome to the fucking canon of classics. Uh, oh, man, I'm, I'm very curious to see what next. And also, you know, the guy loves hereditary. It's also one of my favorite films. The guy, uh, his views on uh, horror in the cinema versus horror at home, just just absolutely jibes with my own thoughts. What a guy! What a fucking amazing surprise! So, so I want to say this part because someone else has to know that this happened. Mm. Uh, two hours and fifty minutes before you and I got on this Zoom recording is mm-hmm. when Corey texted me to ask if I could do it, <laughs> and I had not yet seen Host. <laughs> really yes uh mainly just because of our viewing habits at home and having kids and where the tv is set up sure we don't get to watch horror movies like we used to we have to plan it out and be like okay when they go down we start it right away because we're gonna go to bed two hours late you know yeah um and so i i sat in my my chair uh over in the corner so no one could see the screen by accident the kids (laughs) are coming over trying to look at what i'm watching And, and i watched it on the computer uh and you know very little turnaround um if, if you thought I wasn't paying much attention to you at the beginning, uh, if you thought I seemed a little distracted, I was because I was messaging Corey and Jed trying to set things up as we were talking. Oh, is that okay? So I apologize no, in- for not giving you like all of the attention. I think you asked a question at one point. And I was like, yes, that's an excellent question. Let me tell no, you about the- a scary door. I don't know. <laughs> I in the first the couple of minutes scary. of the cast, I was like, oh, maybe we won't post this one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. <sighs>
Because, yeah, I was just trying to stall. And then you started telling me about the, the serial killer, which I knew was coming. And mm. I was like, I'm, I'm interested to see which moment of this story Jed comes in on. Uh, I, can't, I can't wait to see what, what bizarre thing Mark will be saying when Jed shows up. Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um, Listen, I'm going to wrap it up there, dude, because, frankly, yeah. I'm... I'm bouncing off the fucking walls. I'm having trouble stringing sentences together right now. That was so amazing. Um, folks, listen, again, if you've listened this far, my thanks, my undying appreciation. Uh, you can, of course, find us on uh, Apple Podcasts. You can get us on Spotify. You can get us on, I don't fucking know, Amazon, probably. If you enjoyed that interview, if you enjoy what we do, give us a fucking, give us some stars, give us a review. You know we fucking love you. And please do continue to tune into Jack of All Graves. Massive thanks to Jason for joining us this week sincere thanks buddy it's been really really good catching up with you again huge thanks to Jed Shepard for finding some time in his bonkers you know rewriting the rules of horror fucking schedule um that was nothing short of an absolute treat thanks very much indeed folks see you next time <laughs>